Blog Talk Radio. Live from Washington, D.C., it's quintessential listening. Poetry Online Radio. QLPOR, as it's widely known, features a bevy of poets, spoken word artists, and live poetry readings with best-selling authors. Your host is Dr. Michael Anthony Ingram. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the program. Tonight, my guest is Nusika. There are many facets to Nusika's talent as a poet and author. Refined Passionate Fire is the title of her book, available at www.nuskapresents.com. Let's welcome Nuska to the program. Good evening, Nuska. How are you? Good evening, Dr. Ingram. I'm doing amazing. How are you? Fantastic. I'm great, too. Let's begin this poetic journey, Nuska. What is poetry? Yes. Poetry is beautiful writings from the inside to the out. That is what I regard as poetry, rhythm, beautiful rhythm that flows from the inner being onto paper or any electronic device. That is what poetry is. Wow. Tell me more about poetry from the heart. Give me some more on that piece. Poetry from the heart. Well, I know that whatever is written on the tablets of our heart is what we are going mm-hmm. to manifest in this tangible reality. So poetry okay. from the heart is whatever you have let inside of your heart, whatever you've let be engraved on the tablets of your heart is what you will write about. Whatever you've been indoctrinated mm. with, whatever you believe to be true, whatever you hold um, close to your chest is what I regard as poetry from the heart. Very nice. Whatever you hold from your chest. So is poetry yes. important? Is it important? I believe and I know that poetry is important because it is a way to communicate with such passion and rhythm and boldness. And anything that is beautiful helps us to see exactly what the author is trying to convey. So poetry has the ability to be very vivid, and it is important because it holds pictures, images, as well as flow and rhythm from within. Wow. You know, there are those out there, though, who believe that poetry is dying. What do you think about that? I do not believe that poetry is dying because we still have music. We still have people writing stories in movies, per se. We could find poetry in every single facet of life. We just have to pay attention. And if we want Mm -hmm. to bring it to life, we can make that decision by writing our own poetry because everybody can write beautiful words from the inside to the out. You know, it's funny. Your voice took on a different resonance when you spoke about poetry not dying. It was stronger. So you really believe what you're saying, that it's it's not going anywhere. Am I correct? Wholeheartedly. It's it's not going anywhere because I'm not going anywhere. So if I'm not going anywhere, (laughs) it's going to to breathe. (laughs) 
<laughs> all right, very nice. So, going yes, to breathe. Um, beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, and I believe other well, people, right. other people who are going to live and breathe as well. So they will be able to write their own poetry. Okay. Please share with me an early experience where you learned that poetic language had power. An early experience where I learned that poetic language had power was when I first decided to write my very first piece that I considered poetry and looking Mm -hmm. at the expression of other people's faces after I told the story in a poetic way and through the piece, they were very, Mm -hmm. like, taken in by the imagery and the rhythm within the particular piece. So I knew that poetry was powerful because it gave people the ability to see something with their inner eyes. They didn't have to be there to experience what I was speaking about because how I told the story and the poetic piece, they were able to see it, hear it, and experience the moment for themselves. And not only Mm -hmm. um, did it impact other people, but when I read the piece for myself, it impacted me. So it's a very, very powerful medium. Mm -hmm. Yes, it is. I agree 100%. What do you write about, Yuska? What do you write about? I write a lot about refinement and passion. I write a lot about that burning sensation from within that calls out to burn, to a crisp everything that doesn't serve you, and to really rise and ascend into the passionate person I was created to be. And every time I write, I write from a sense of inspiration from within for myself. And I know Mm -hmm. for the right person, it will be able to inspire them as well. So I write a lot about the transformation process from refinement into full-blown, beautiful passion. Tell me more about refinement. How do you define that, refinement? What does that mean? Refinement has a lot to do with combing over everything with a fine-tooth comb, dotting every Mm -hmm. I and crossing the T, and basically fire and coming out unscathed because Mm -hmm. everything that needed to be burned away was burned away. But Mm -hmm. the, the inner the higher self remain completely intact. So refinement is the purification process and what we all need. So removing impurities or unwanted elements from our inward beings onto the out. So that is what refinement has a lot to do with. So in a person's life, How long would the refinement period last? It depends on the person. (laughs) Okay. It depends on the person is, and it's going to take however long you want it to take. It's like it reminds me of, you know, um, they could give you a syllabus and give you an outline of Mm -hmm. how long the degree is take, but it's up to you how long you want it to take. It could take four years. That's true. (laughs) 
12 years. You know, it's really up to the yeah. person. So it's right. up to the right. individual how long they want right. to say, yes. Well, no you know, problem. all great writers, and I include you in that mm-hmm. bunch, have great Thank writing so influences. Who are some of yours, and what makes them great in your eyes, your writing influences? My writing influences. My writing influences will have a lot to do with my higher self, because that's where I get mm-hmm. a lot of the content and the information. So my inward being is a lot of my where my a lot of my inspiration comes from, and also my life psychologist. His name is Dr. Anthony Rodbin, and he mm-hmm. has inspired me to write everything beautiful from within on out. Um, mm-hmm. He's taught me a lot, or more so, he's taught me a lot and also reminded me a lot of who I am. So it became so easy to create from that place of refinement and passion because of that. So mm-hmm. he is a influence. Um, I have a princess. She is 10. And she inspires me a lot to write because I like to um, have content because a lot of the content out there, I haven't been able to read it to be able to yes. gauge it enough to know if she could indulge in it. So she inspires me a lot to write because one time we were studying something in our homeschool group, and I was able to mm-hmm. bring my very own book for her to have the content to consume. I didn't have to go rely on something outside of our, you know, refinement and passion to give it to her. So I would say those are my writing influences. Um, Help me, did you want to know if I was inspired by other poets or other Uh, people who have that would be helpful too. Okay, great. Everybody. everybody. That's interesting because the medium of poetry, um, I never really got to experience a lot of it um, growing up. Like, I wasn't really an Mm -hmm. avid book reader. I was more of the writer. So I did read, like, some stuff in the past, but, you know, I honor and respect every person's, like, story and upcoming when it comes to poetry. Somebody like Maya Angelou, um, God bless her, mm-hmm. um, yes. very influential in what she was able to do in the space and how much grace she brought to the space. So if anything, I would just say just, like, hearing her voice and the cadence that she spoke in was very inspiring. Mm-hmm. Like, she really believed every word that she spoke. So she mm-hmm. is, you know, a force in the space and somebody I honor her process and what she was able to do in the space. All right. Nushka, please yeah. share a poem. I would love to. Thank you so much. I'm going to open up with a piece from my very first poetry collection, Refined Passionate Fire. And this particular piece comes from the refined section. And it is about somebody who always called other people beautiful, but never really 
picked up the phone to hear that for herself. And at the end, we'll see what happens. This piece goes by, hello, beautiful. Ring, ring. When the phone rings, answer. It's me calling to tell myself I'm beautiful. No response. Return dial tone. Ring, ring. Hello, it's me. I've called to tell myself I'm beautiful. No response. Return dial tone. Planted seeds that my fire shone down to help me grow. Officially, I've forgotten the days I didn't answer the call. Now, fiery seeds of triumph grew a bloom to shower me with petals of success. Returns received from the flamed honeysuckles perched roundly on my clear, pristine skin. Ring, ring, I answered, hello, it's me, I'm beautiful, thank you. Wow. Thank you so much. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I need a second to <laughs> process. Lushka, thank you so much. How does a poem, <laughs> how does a poem begin mm-hmm. for you, with an idea, a form, or an image? Ooh, it, be, it it starts with an idea. So I love, 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 love stories, and mm-hmm. they're so special. So this particular poem that I just read, for instance, it came from when I was a child. I would always compliment yes. other other children, like um, young girls, whether I I was enamored by their hair or their skin tone. Like I loved hair. So I always wanted, like, long hair. But at the time, I didn't have anybody to really care to get my tresses, like, super long for my texture. So I would look at other girls and their long hair, they had, like, curly, wavy hair, and I would always compliment them, and I would hold them in such high regard. And when I wrote this piece, I wrote it because, it reminded me that everything that I sold into those girls that I used to love their hair or think they were so beautiful, I was able to mm-hmm. finally receive from myself. So it started with mm-hmm. that juxtaposition, that story, um, and because mm-hmm. now a lot of people see me as beautiful. They say I'm beautiful. They, they say those things. And I know mm-hmm. me has a lot to do with the word quality. But this piece was mm-hmm. inspired from the idea that came from that mm-hmm. story. So, yeah, that's mm-hmm. where a lot of my pieces really come from. So is writing a poem letting your guard down or building a wall? What do you think about that? That's a great question, Dr. Ingram. Writing poetry for me is letting my guard down. I'm always the biggest fan of transparency and Mm -hmm. openness. 
I believe and I know that transparency and being open helps other people let their guard down and it helps other people open up and I love openness and I love truth and I love transparency. So writing poetry for me is definitely, definitely letting a guard down. It's definitely a bridge. It's definitely Mm -hmm. a way to open the door and unlock anything that is locked away or feeling you know, caged in any sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, there, there are poets out there who write for themselves and others write yeah. for others to read or to mm-hmm. listen to. What about you? Who do you but, write for, yourself or others or a combination? I write for a combination. So everything I do has to be good. And to be good, it has mm-hmm. to be beneficial for both parties. So the definition mm-hmm. of good is actually beneficial for you, beneficial for me. And when I write, I write for me and I write for the other person as well. Or I write for for both. So if you had to, to give it a percentage, is it 80% for them, 20% for you, 50% for you, 50% for them? How does that work? <laughs> well, honestly, I count it all joy. I don't really, like, mm-hmm. put numbers on what I'm doing, I do everything from a space of, like, eternal wealth. (laughs) So, it's good. I like that. I like that. I like that. Let's imagine before, for a moment, that a poem is like baking a cake. All right? Mm. (laughs) What are some some of the most prevalent ingredients that go into the concoction we call a poem. So what would you put? What do you put in your poem? Truth. Okay. Um, Transparency. Transparency. Mm -hmm. um, And transparency and not my truth or what shaped me or maybe I made my truth, but actually divine truth. Um, Openness as well as rhythm. um, Cadence. Mm. Words that build up and don't tear down. So wow. I absolutely those are the things that I will I will put in my poetry cake. And I love cake, preferably with pink cheese icing. Pink cheese icing is my favorite. I love cake okay. cake for icing. Um, but yes, yeah, so that's an amazing question, Dr. Ingram. Thank you so much. I'm gonna write that down for myself. So tell me, (laughs) tell me about Mm -hmm. divine truth. What does that mean? Who's divine truth? um, My higher self, the creator, um, the universe, um, all of the systems that work within that. So the divine being, the most high divine being. So when Mm -hmm. a lot of people like to say, I write my truth, and sometimes people's truth, or if I said I write my truth, a lot of the times um, that comes with, like, outside outside stimulation, things that happen to people that kind of made them, like, have a guard up or a wall up, and then yes. they kind of write those things. So I make sure that all mm-hmm. of the pieces that I potentially write um, have the truth in them. Even if I'm telling a story that might have not been, like, felt the best, I make sure I always close it out 
with the beauty of actual the truth, like divine truth mm-hmm. from within. Nushka, yeah. please share a poem. Please share a poem. I think, yes, thank you so much. This piece is called Foundation Renewed, and it is about writing in a diary. It's about the story of being crowned, and here it is. Diary, what a beautiful day. Today was crowning day, a homecoming of sorts. It was fiery, and I narrated as such. What a beautiful day to quell insecurities that silenced my pops. Flames came and took all harsh plagues away. Burned up visited reservoirs where fuel tanks stayed filled to the brim. With overflow, I went. Always crowned victoriously, my acceptance speech matches my actions. I'm filled. What a beautiful day. Thank you. That was Beneficial Fire. Beneficial Fire. Wow. You know, when I listen to you, and I've only heard two pieces so far, there is a melodious spirit that exudes or emanates from your voice. And I'm wondering... What is the relationship between your speaking voice and your written voice? If there is a relationship between the two, what do you think? So that's a very interesting question. Mm-hmm. When I read, I like to take my time <laughs> because okay. I want all of the words to permeate. I want them to vibrate. I want them to like be on the narrow. So I don't want it to be too fast. I don't want it to be too slow. And mm-hmm. since I have the actual words that I'm reading, it's easy to just take that time. When I'm speaking, usually it's, you know, um, I'm, I'm as I'm speaking, I'm thinking about the next words to say. So it might it might sound a little bit different. And sometimes, mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't want to take up too much time, so I'm, I may speak a little bit more quickly than my usual cadence, like my usual cadence. Mm-hmm. Because when I'm relaxed mm-hmm. and I'm mellow and I don't feel like I'm rushed, my reading voice and my speaking voice are the same. But if I'm trying wow. to be respectful time for, mm-hmm. you know, the sake of the interview and people listening, I'm going to, like, um, speed up. And then sometimes when, like, I could, like, speak very high-pitched, whether I'm, like, <laughs> laughing or I get, like, really excited. So, you know, regular speech just fluctuates. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we speak mm-hmm. low, we could speak medium, we could speak high. So it's different. But usually when I'm reading, um, I, I just read in this, in, in a rhythm that is not too fast, not too slow. It's just literally flow and on the narrow. So... All right. Please share another poem. 
Thank you so much. This is Maestro, and I love music. I've had such a beautiful relationship with music, and I, I like the beats and the rhythms and the cadences of music. And this particular piece has a lot to do with being the conductor of our lives. Maestro, Maestro, conduct for me a song. With melodic abilities, cleft notes, rapid fire agilities, I'll come to view up close the waves of your baton that tell me when to sing high, sing low, just right, go, go, I'll go. Life by the songs of the maestro, composed to refine, purify, notes played on high. Truly, this is orchestra defined. How I gathered around the maestro's baton to listen, feel, taste, touch, to know the songs divinity composed with melodic abilities, notes, Rapid fire agility. Thank you. Wow. That was Maestro. Maestro, what are you attempting to communicate with your poetry? I'm attempting to communicate beauty. That's like top mm-hmm. of my list. Okay. And that we all have refinement and beautiful passion within us and Mm -hmm. things could truly be beautiful from within. So that is what I'm mainly trying to convey with my poetry. Okay. Okay. Now, are many of your poems autobiographical or they're just taken from the universe? Um, Are like Taken from the universe as well as autobiographical. Mm-hmm. Like, so, for instance, I've never had a baton in my hand. Um, but mm-hmm. when I think about observing a maestro and how he tells the um, orchestra how how to conduct the song, like the tempo of the song, this is what I'm thinking about. So when I get these ideas, I see it clear in my mind, and then I'm able to write it down from, you know, an experience that I know that I've had in a beautiful lifetime, either this one or, um, you know, a future one. So a lot of Mm -hmm. these pieces that come from, you know, just beautiful experiences, like, as a whole. So whether it be my Mm -hmm. beautiful experience or somebody else's. The reason I ask, and I ask this of everyone, does it hurt you to write poetry? If not, why not? It doesn't hurt me to write poetry because I'm not writing from a place of angst or anxiety. Okay. okay. Uh, and if I and if I if I ever do need to write from that place, I'm gonna burn it. Like I'm not gonna let it out. I'm going to get it out of my mind and then literally mm-hmm. like go through a version of it. Um, I was taught that 
and everything I was taught is just simply like my therapist turning on a light for something I already knew because we know that whatever you write down, you trap into time. So if you write Mm. something down that really just needs to get out, um, don't let it like permeate into the atmosphere, burn it. So, you know, it doesn't hurt me to write poetry because I'm not writing from a place of anxiety, just a, a place of love. Right. I yeah. like that. <laughs> because I know sometimes it really hurts me. <laughs> oh, sometimes it's hard to find that true love and understand it. <laughs> you are not no, lying. I'm not going to say You are not lying. And okay. I've got a therapist, too. I've had a whole bunch of <laughs> therapists, psychiatrists. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody involved in mental health, I've had them. <laughs> Listen, it's literally, but again, you asked the question earlier, like, how long does it take? And it's, like, based on us. Like, what do we want? And then there's sometimes, depending on the caliber of the therapist or the psychologist, but literally, yes. when we want it, we'll seek it out and we'll be led yes. exactly where we need to to be able to make it where we yes. where we want to go, you know? Yes, I believe wholeheartedly in the power of good mental health, of finding someone out there who can be objective to your story and tell you stuff that maybe your family, friends, or other loved ones are reticent or hesitant to talk about because they don't want to hurt you. And not that your therapist wants to hurt you, but it's a different kind of relationship. Mm -hmm. It's a different kind of relationship. Wow. It's beautiful. Oh, this is a great time. Thank you. We are. We. I told you. I told you. Please share a pool. Yes. This piece is called Fortified. And one day I was taking a walk um, and I was thinking about like this young gentleman that I'm very, very fond of. And um, I was thinking about it and and then I got the idea, like, oh, my gosh, what if he is not interested? And I I was immediately answered from within, and this is what I derived from it. This is fortified. How can someone break my heart if I'm unbreakable? How can something destroy me if fuel abounds internally? How can anything outside of me stop my fire? If fire rains down from inward skies on high, can. Thank you. That is fortifying. Thank you, thank you. Very nice to wow. Say what I have to say. Focus. That's right. You (laughs) you don't play around. Say what you got to say and keep going over it. Well, speaking of that, because that was a a shorter piece and was straight to the point, sometimes people Mm -hmm. focus on accessibility. And they ask the Mm -hmm. question, how hard should you work, in quotes, Mm -hmm. to solve a poem? How hard should you think about Mm -hmm. poem or should you just be able to feel it? What are your thoughts on that? I feel it because when I first started writing this piece, I was adding. I didn't want to cut corners. 
and I, I wanted to give people a whole bunch of content in each poem. And then that whole idea of don't count lines, count it all on joy. We don't, I don't like counting words, counting pages, counting lines. Yes, I had a goal. I wanted to have 130 poems in the collection oh. for a particular reason. And I got my one baby. Yeah, if I had to cut a few, I would because it, it didn't become about that. It became solely about feel it. Don't just put stuff in there to make it all fluff. Um, mm-hmm. If it needs to end, end it and move forward, you know, and say what you want to say and get in and get out. And you know what they what what's understood doesn't need to be explained. Number one, and mm-hmm. um, people will come for their own realization. And I, I believe a lot of times, you know, where words are many, there could be a lot of you know uncertainty. So yes, I just feel it. I I need to feel it, and then when it's time mm-hmm. for it to end, need to go ahead and end it. So that's. Well, you know, and again, there are different schools of thought. Some people believe that a poem should be just written on the page, not Mm -hmm. shared out loud, where there are others who believe that it should be shared. How did you go from writing on the page to sharing your work? What kind of transition was that? So I have always um, believed in, uh, so I love media. Media is something that I really mm-hmm. am interested in as a whole. And I knew that in order, like, I'm really big on tying the poems with, like, visual representations. And I also, okay. like, love like, entertainment as a whole and having visuals, like, beautiful visuals to to look at. So I believe that for me it was a, a no-brainer to share something that I believe is is so beautiful and I know it's beautiful in a, in a medium that a lot of people could consume it in. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I haven't heard that school of thought where, you know, some people believe that you shouldn't share your poetry. I, I believe it's just mm-hmm. based on what the person chooses and decides and what they want to do. You know? Mm-hmm. Yes. We're going to take a brief break, but there's a question that I'd like you to yeah. answer when we return. The question okay, is, when you, write, <laughs> when you write a poem, who leads, you or the poem? So who drives, you or the poem? That's the question, okay. and we'll be right back.
back. I am Michael oh. Anthony Ingram. I'm here with Nusta. Nusta, I ask you a question. Who leads yeah. when you write a poem? You or the poem? Talk to me. I lead. I lead. I'm the driver. So the poem is only going to be a reflection of who I am and what I'm doing. So when okay. I'm writing the poem, I'm the one that is leading it, not the other way around. All right. <laughs> because, you know, different people say different things. I'm like, the poem leads. I just go where it tells me. But you're saying the, you're the one in the driver's seat. Yeah. Right? So how do you know when to yeah. stop? Who tells you when to stop? If the story is told, then I stop. Mm-hmm. So if I have, okay. whenever I start a piece, I always want to know the end from the beginning. So mm-hmm. when I reach the end, because I never start anything without knowing the end from the beginning. So when I oh, reach wow. the end of the story, I know it's time to start. Wow, wow. Please share a poem. Thank you. This piece is called Symphonies of Euphony. Sound the horn of blazing triumph. I've won the wars of old. My new life of victory receives. The wars that once raged within are no more. Now I know to live in pure streams of harmony, I must connect to flow. Symphonies of euphony stream from high places, from one faces, so all can see and live in blissful accord. Within, with me. That was Symphony of oh. Euphony. Yes. Oh. Yes, beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful. I'd like you to, <laughs> to share with me the titles of five poems in the book. Any five. Just choose five poems and share the titles. Oh, great. Okay, so let's go with... Okay. <laughs> a little bit louder. <laughs> I can't hear you. Just a little bit louder. Oh, hold on. Oh, no. Did it come back? <laughs> Can you hear me? Are you yes. Okay, perfect. Yes. So, did you hear mm-hmm. my five? Okay. Mm-hmm. My, did, did you hear my five? No, I didn't. Not at all. No. Oh, okay. I apologize. So, victory <laughs> dance. I apologize. Like, oh my goodness. It's okay. Okay. So, the muses of the day, victory okay. dance, secret place finesse, disco mm-hmm. of love, earth, wind, fire. 
All right, all right. My question mm-hmm. is, what yeah. role should a title play in a poem? For me, I had um, one of my best friends, um, shout out to my bestie, Noella Zashura. She was actually the concept mm-hmm. editor for this particular collection, and we would do this exercise. What are people going to remember this for? So if you said Disco of Love, for instance, would somebody remember that? And we always based the title on that, like, would someone remember it? How would they remember it by? So that was our, um, like, parameter for naming each particular piece. Mm -hmm. All right, all right. I'd like to focus on the book for a moment. Now, first, I'd like to ask about the title, and we've talked about that. So let me also ask about the the process for creating the cover. How did that happen? So I am very meticulous when it comes to, like, certain things like graphic design and book covers. And I didn't want to move forward again. I don't work on things until I can see the end from the beginning. Um, That could be looked at way too far left or way too far right sometimes. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. I I really wanted the covers to be very pretty. Um, And I got an idea of just make it like matte black. And I had seen that fire, um, the way the fire was written, and I decided, okay, I'm going to put it together. And it was just really simple, but when I put it together, it stood out, and I was just very excited about it. It was simplistic, and it was exactly what I wanted it to be when I envisioned, you know, writing my first collection. So it exemplified Refine Passion Fire. Yes, it does to me because it's refined, you know. It's not too busy. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just, like, perfect from the okay. font choice right. Right. Um, to, the, like, the word fire is, is actually mm-hmm. fire. <laughs> like, it looks yes. like fire. Yes, yes. It's a very striking exactly. color. Thank you. Well, what yeah, I'd like to know. Red, <laughs> like one of my favorites. But what I'd like to know is, what was your strategy for organizing the poems in the book? Are there sections, chapters? I think you have mentioned the word chapter. I'm not sure. Sections, chapters. Talk about that. How did you organize? We have, thank you. We have two sections. We have the refined section. And the refined Mm -hmm. section signifies when things are being burnt down so that we can move on to Mm -hmm. passionate. And the passion right. section is the section where it's more of um, a cheerful, joyful um, celebration because everything that needed to be burned away for us to become refined has happened, and mm-hmm. now we're walking out our passion. So every single poem was arranged in a story format. So it travels from... Whenever something ends, then we start something new. So we looked at the last line of the poem, and then we decided whatever the last line of the poem is, and we saw 
which one would flow to the beginning of the next poem. So my editor and I, um, Noelle Zashira, again, we looked at each poem, yes. the end of each poem, the beginning of each poem, and then we arranged it in that particular way. Now, you shared that there are 130 poems in the collection. Am I correct? Yes. Yes. Was there something special about the number 130? Because that's a lot of poems. Was there something special about the number? Okay. So, again, when I wanted to do videos, and I wanted to do videos for each poem, and I wanted to have content for six months. So I wanted to write a book that would flow into my content schedule because I wanted to post five videos a week. Um, and I'll be doing that this summer. So I want to post five mm-hmm. videos a week um, for each piece is going to have their own particular poem video. And that was yes. the idea. So I wanted to just have content for six months, um, considering five days a week. And that takes you to about 130 because there are 130 <laughs> weeks, days to say, in six months. So that was the reason, basically. Oh, right. oh. <laughs> wow. So, how, okay, so did you write just 130 poems or you wrote 200 and had to decide from those poems which ones to choose? Um, I wrote a little bit over 130. Some of them are, we cut. Some of them are just combined, um, like, if, if it was, like, really short or really wasn't flowing, I would take it and combine it with another particular piece. So mm-hmm. the idea was just to have the 130, but I, I think I wrote, like, 1.5 or, like, 147 mm-hmm. for this particular project. But I have, like, I already have, like, another book already. It's just written on, like, physical paper. Because I write so much <laughs> um, that, yeah, so... That's what happened. <laughs> wow. You know, I have the hardest time. I'm supposedly a poet, and I've been working on my second book for the last 15 years, but I have the hardest time writing poems. Any recommendations for me? Any tips I would say, on how to complete poems? Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say before you complete anything, have the end in mind first, and then the beginning is easy. So what story Mm -hmm. are you trying to tell? Um, And then just Mm. write, like, but I would say, like, fill yourself up so that you could be inspired in order to just, when you put your tool to paper or your fingers to the keyboard, it's just going to flow out. Whatever is within it will flow out, and it really comes from that belief that, you know, I am going to write this second book, and it's going to be done, and you have to see mm-hmm. it with your inner eyes, hear it with your inner ears, like feel all parts of it with your inner being, and then when you mm-hmm. can do that from within, then it's easy to manifest it in the tangible. You know, so it's, it's a little deeper than that, but... That would be the gist of what I would <laughs> But what do you do if your tank feels empty? That you just don't have anything in you to to write? That there's nothing there? That you it's empty. Yeah. If it feels do? empty, 
I would say the first thing to do would be to dream again. So what's the dream? Mm. What? Mm-hmm. So dream. Like some of us, we cut our dreams short or we don't. We just stop dreaming completely or we're having so much stuff going on that we feel like we're living in a nightmare. Um, so mm-hmm. I would say, yeah, start with dreaming. And then, you know, like my um, Dr. Anthony Roman, my life psychologist, he would always say, like, self first, not selfish. Mm-hmm. So always mm-hmm. make sure you are giving yourself something first before we start trying to pour out in all types of different directions. I was reminded mm-hmm. and taught and revealed to me that it is self first and we could never give. We are always to give from overflow. So there are, there are processes and there are things in order um, that mm-hmm. will help us manifest that cup and that overflowing cup. But it's literally like enjoying the journey, enjoying the process, and knowing that you can get mm-hmm. to that place of overflow. If you want mm-hmm. to. You know, but when I dream, mm-hmm. all I see is the good, the bad, the ugly, mm-hmm. as well as the mm-hmm. indifferent. So what I'd like to know from you, Nuska, mm-hmm. what do you view as being the role of a poet in modern day society? In modern day society, I would say that we don't have to fit into the status quo of being another news outlet. So for me, and I'm just speaking for me, I have been in a place where News was just all around me, and not the good news either. So I would say as poets to bring good news because we have a lot of stuff already going on. And I know Mm -hmm. people, poetry, out of a sense of I want to bring awareness, but we have been aware of deformities for a long time. We don't need any more Mm -hmm. of that. I believe what we need is to hear the good news, the narrow news, the good, perfect, and the pleasing and the acceptable, and say Mm -hmm. good riddance to a news that is contrary to that. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, again, there are different schools of thought, and I've heard them all on this program. Some people believe that you should write about the, the news. And then the others yeah. feel like, well, no, I don't want to write about that. I live it mm-hmm. on a daily basis. Why should I write about okay. it too? There's got to be something yeah. else out there that I can tap. Right. Exactly. Mm. Very yeah. powerful. Very um, powerful. You know, and it, it, it's so good. Thank you for being um, being a beacon of light in this space and giving people the opportunity to speak about um, poetry in such a beautiful way. Yes, yes. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Uh, Please, share a poem. I would love to. This one is Brush Immaculate because we could paint our lives to be beautiful from the inside out. To my divine artist, paint Brush Immaculate. No one paints flames like you. 
The stroke of your brush is the precision I always desired. My muse, I muse for the truths of your brush. This ride with you has been oh so smooth. As I gaze at the skies you meticulously designed, I'm left amused by you. Artiste, you are an artisan with a good eye. You saw me before time, and from eternal waves of your brush, I came alive, alive from the divine canvases of passionate, artistic design. Thank you. That is Paintbrush Immaculate. All right. Mm-hmm. Now, with this particular book, are you hoping mm-hmm. that it resonates with a broad range of readers, or are you targeting a specific audience? I am targeting who it is for. So I don't have a demographic in mind. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know it could touch anybody who reads it. So initially, you know, they tell you to niche down and write for women between ages of 25 to 35 or something like that. Yes, right. Really, really. It's it's not about that for me. I want I want it to resonate with us as mankind. So it's for mm-hmm. mankind. It's for the divine. Okay. It's for you know. It's for our inner beings. So no particular demographic for me. Okay, all right. Now, if I were planning to purchase your book and I met you at the bookstore and you were signing copies, and I said, please tell me, is there any advice that you could give me before I read this book? What would you say? I would say, oh, that's such a good question. <laughs> well, that's fine. I'm Dr. Ingram. <laughs> that's why he pays me big bucks. That's how you help. But then again, let me clarify. No, no, nobody pays me any bucks. <laughs> I received no book. I want everybody to know that. You're doing good. This is but, perfect. Your bucks come in at you turn away. Okay? No bucks. No bucks. Literally, no bucks coming here. So, again, what would you tell me, Yuska? What advice would you give me? I would say to be open. Be open to receive because you cannot sell anything if you don't receive first. So... Mm. Have an open heart, an open mind, an open soul, open spirit, open eyes, ears, all parts of you. Just be open to receive something that is beautiful and whole and um, written with you in mind, heart, body, and soul. All right. So what do you think you learned about yourself from writing this book, pulling it together, crafting it, the cover, the title, through the 130 poems to the end. What do you think you learned about yourself? I learned to um, let people help me, um, Mm -hmm. that when I set out to do something, if I really want to do it, I can. Yes. I learned not to just write stuff 
have fluff in there because I wanted to mm-hmm. I want each poem to have a certain amount of lines or anything like that. But to mm-hmm. literally to have the end in mind and when the end comes, um, close it out. Um, I learned mm-hmm. patience because there's a lot of re edits and you know, we wanted to we really wanted it to be refined, um, as the title mm-hmm. says. So we did a lot of re-edits. We uh, had, like, beta readers and all types of things. So oh, a lot, wow. like, a lot really went into it. So, you know, and I just learned, you know, like, do everything with the self first, but definitely never selfish. Mm-hmm. But this, all right. this, like, looking, pulling it together really um, gave me an appreciation for what I'm willing, like, to do for myself. Um, so yeah, that was a very, very good experience as a whole. Well, I'm glad you brought up the topic of editing because some poets claim that a poem is like a living creature. Once it's mm. out there, but you can do to correct or improve it, while others edit mm. meticulously, not leaving much from the original draft form. So what is your view on editing? My view on editing is, again, like what's the end from the beginning? If the end okay. is murky and mm-hmm. it, it's not understandable, so if the story is not being told the way that it needs to, then I don't, I don't mind editing it. Um, okay. And also, what is your intention? So if you want your collection to be, like, shown in, like, schools, for instance, where, you know, mm-hmm. English teachers would want it to be a part of their curriculum, then you plan mm-hmm. for that by editing it, like, with the proper punctuation or whatever your aesthetic may be. So mm-hmm. that is my idea for editing, just making sure that it's done in the right vein and not in, like, vanity, like vanity numbers, vanity um, like lines, I did have a goal to have 130 for what we discussed earlier, but if there was like mm-hmm. a line that I needed to cut, I was like, uh, eventually I came to the decision that if I need to just say two lines and call the poem an end because I said what I needed to mm-hmm. say, that's what we're going to do. Right. <laughs> right. but, um, you know, before then I was like, you have to be 10 lines. I don't want people to be like, everything's so short. You know, I had all these things going on. You know, mm-hmm. I was like, every poem needs about 15, 27 lines or, or whatever it was. But I came mm-hmm. to the realization that if, if I wrote a line just, you know, just to have like super flush in there or stuff that didn't make right. any sense, then I needed to cut it. So that's my, that's my idea when it comes to editing. Where is the book available? Where can we purchase it? The book could be purchased at nushkapresents.com. So that is N-O-U-S-H-K-A-P-R-E-S-E-N-T-S.com. That is where the book could be purchased at this current Well, Nushka, we've reached the part of the program that I view as being my favorite. I view it as being a mini poetry concert. This is an opportunity for you to share two, three, four of your works back to back. No interruptions from me. Nushka, you're on the stage. 
Ooh, I love concerts. Thank you so much, Dr. Ingram, again for this opportunity. So let's start off with my mini concert into the fiery kid for wrapped in the serenity of all passion. I'm looked after as newborn, child, and elder. My newness adorned, my playfulness cherished, and my wisdom respected. I am sincerely and passionately the fiery cared for. Let's move forward with Cakes of fire, save the day, why don't you? Goblins of dimness don't stand a chance around you. Supernatural in every way, adorned with capes of fire. The heroic acts of your blaze are a sight for all to see. Your arsenal equipped with the fuel of love to light the way. Fear towers at the mere flicker of your power. Miraculous. Light the night, why don't you? Go ahead and light the day. Attended to is our next piece. Love on pump one, please. Gorgeous sights to see in fueling stations for all for me. I sit within, they feel throughout, eternal love received, attended to as I cleave. I knew my blaze could not go without the propellant force of oneness that eternally flows throughout. Friends of the flame, comrades of the blaze, I hang with what burns. Outsiders thought I'd gone astray, led by the wrong crowd, false. I commune with what crackles. There's no shame in my game. My flames are good. They see them, they see me just the way I want it, dance high for me, tear down for me, flames are good company, best friends for life. Let's see, and this is going to be amazing. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Yes, you've got one more, right? Yes, I have have one one more, more, and we're going to... Close it out. Yeah, we're gonna close it out. Okay. With, well, um, yes. Hold, hold on. Hold, hold it. Hold it. Hold it. <laughs> because sure. you've got a caller. You've got a caller. <laughs> I like Hello. to bring this person on before you close it out. All right. Hold on. Erico no five six two <laughs> eight seven nine. You're on the air with Mushka. Good evening. Hello. Uh, good evening. This is complicated passions. Sometimes Dark Man Blues, Samuel Rain, if you're really looking for me. Uh, I'm enjoying it. Hello. (laughs) Hello. All right, yeah, I'm enjoying it. The the, the poetry is is beautiful. I've already been searching for it on 
uh, Amazon and, and, and okay. I clicked on the website link. I put my name in there and, and uh, <laughs> I'm going to find it and then I'm going to get me a copy of this, this book here. Uh, oh, just okay. To thank read you. It. Oh, thank you uh, for sharing uh, the beautiful poetry, you know, and I, I love the fact that a lot of the poems are short because that's, that's my style, but I'm definitely <laughs> enjoying you. And if you're on uh, social media like IG, uh, are you on Instagram? Yes, actually, I'm going to start posting some, um, what is it called, like mental rebirth, like um, spoken poetically journals every single day on these platforms. And you can find it at Nushka Presents. And if you go on the website, you um, there's a little book where it says collections and inquiries, and there's a little book you could click on it. And it's right there. You'll be able to find the piece um, there. So okay, that's so where it is I'm, on the website. Uh, it's not on Amazon. Okay, yeah, no, I checked. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I'm, I'm definitely. I, I I just started following you on on uh, on on Instagram, and I am complicated passionate on Instagram. So if you see that, complicated that, that passionate. Yes. Yes. Okay, perfect. Well, thank you me, so much. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Complicated Passions. Thank you. And, Nushka, you should know that Complicated Passions is an NAACP Image Award-nominated poet. And oh, my God. actually, <laughs> he will be my guest this upcoming Monday night. He's been with me before, oh my goodness. but his so new book funny. has been published and he will be back with me. So it's a surprise that he's on the line tonight. So, hey, he thinks highly of oh. you. Oh, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for sharing that with me, Dr. Ingram. I appreciate it. All right. All right. Thank All right, you. complicated. <laughs> I'll talk to you. I've got some information I need to send to you, so I'll talk to you soon, all right? <laughs> thank you, sir. Thank you. <laughs> He's top-notch. He's top-notch. A wonderful, wonderful poet. All right, then. Oh, now, I'm you can close it out <laughs> with that poem, please. Yes, for sure. Thank you again for having me. This has been such an amazing time, such an amazing time. So beautiful in every way. So... Let's go ahead and finish us out for the night. And I think this is such a beautiful piece to finish us out with, mm-hmm. a divine home, because it's I don't know what time it is around um, where all of the listeners are, but everybody has a home. Everybody has seen homes around, and this one I'm talking about, a divine home from within. So this is titled A Divine Home. A divine home is filled with passionate motifs and unbreakable, refined artifacts. My bed welcomes oneness, day and dusk. Couches fit my company ever so presently. My home, a dwelling of divinity. Flyers of quality made this house a home. I dedicated all within and throughout with televisions that play my divine destinies. I am beset by serenity. 
Thank you. Wow. Mishka, do you think you were meant to be a poet? That's a good question. (laughs) Uh, I believe and know that I was meant to be everything that I want to be, everything that I create myself to be. So poetry is something I definitely believe that I was meant to do and embody Mm -hmm. as a whole. If you look up the definition of poetry, it it means beautiful words. And, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, Mm -hmm. I definitely believe that I was created to do it and write. All right. Well, what surprises you most about being a poet? What surprises me the most about being a poet would be It would be everybody's, everybody has, it seems like everybody has different definitions of what poetry is. Yes. Uh, so it surprises me. Um, well, I'm not really surprised because to be surprised, it would be like you're caught off guard. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. you know, I have a guard to say, uh, yeah, really what, made me, when I first started, like, going full on with it, what made me feel um, just excited was that I was able to bring from within everything that I knew would stir me. So even though it was different, like, it seemed different. Like, I would go to a lot of, like, open mics and stuff, and people would recite poetry. Mm -hmm. And the poetry would be laced in, um, you know, their own personal reality. So I used to yes. feel just a little um, intimidated at first, but then, mm-hmm. you know, confidence grew from within, and I just knew this is this is for me, you know, this is for me, and I'm excited to like keep on going in the space. Wow. Well. We've reached the end of the poetic journey. But what I would like to know before we close out is, what's next for you? Where do you go from here creatively? Creatively, where I go from here is I will be Mm -hmm. posting a lot of um, journals via the interwebs, so social media, and whether it be Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, so I'm going to be posting a lot of content that flows in the realm of poetry, just telling stories about my day in a very transparent way and also using mm-hmm. poetry as a way to bring rhythm and flow and cadence and beat to it. So that's what I'll be focusing for the next three months season for the next three months I'll be focusing on that and then next year I will be doing so each poem is going to have a mini movie um, for Mm. itself so it'll be like music videos but for poetry so every single poem is going to have a mini movie dedicated to it and I'm very excited about it I've been working on it for a very long time well, not a very long mm-hmm. time, but I put my to it, and this is exactly what I wanted to do. And I, but I'll be doing it 
starting in the springtime to summertime of next year. For now, I'll just be doing the poetic um, mental rebirth journals, which I'm very mm-hmm. excited about starting um, next week, um, over the weekend oh, wow. for next week. That's now, did you say mental? Did you say mental rebirth? Yes, mental rebirth. Is that, so oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, mental rebirth. Um, it's something that, um, like, my therapist has, like, a a, mm-hmm. a program, like, perfect for what I needed. Because mm-hmm. there were mm-hmm. some things I was trying, mountains I'm trying to climb. And as you climb mountains, I felt like every time I reached a peak, I would be, like, push myself off or we are probably holding hands coming down off those mountains. So I know know what that's like. (laughs) I push you, you push me. (laughs) Somehow we were both (laughs) tumbling down the side of a mountain. I was tired. I couldn't. So. I just needed to, you know, be in the community, but like the mental rebirth community, the mental, you know, just so that I don't, I don't have to keep on going up and down the mountain, but I could just move from mountain peak to mountain peak. So, you know, right. I'm, I'm doing that. I'm in the system. He has like a system that he has, and I'm in the system, and I'm also like documenting my day again, like what we spoke about earlier, very transparently, okay. very poetically, and just very excitingly. So. Well, you know, in this country, May is National Mental Health Awareness Month. And over the course mm-hmm. of the last six years or five years, I've offered programs on this podcast where we talked about mm-hmm. the relationship between poetry and mental health. And, hey, mm-hmm. I may call you back to share some of your work during that month. So Ooh, think I about it, right? that. Yes, thank you so much for the opportunity. I absolutely love that. Thank you. Good. Well, we've come to the end, and I want to thank you so much. Now, you're too young to know this song, but and I'm not going to sing it. But the Supremes had a song in 1965 or 66 called uh, I Hear Symphony. So when I listen to you tonight, Due to the way that you you maneuvered around your words, your Mm -hmm. cadence as you talked about, the intonation, all those things, it made me feel like I could hear a poetic symphony. I know it may sound kind of corny, but that's what I felt. You know what I'm saying? And I want to thank you for that. If I could bottle bottle your enthusiasm, your your joie de vivre, (laughs) if you want to call it that, I would. And I sell it on oh, the open market because oh. I just want to thank you. <laughs> I just want to thank you for gracing us with your talent. Thank you. Thank your you wonderful, for creative, so poetic talent. Thank you. You're so wonderful, right. Dr. Ingram. Thank you so much. And I'm going to listen to that song. Right. I appreciate it. All right. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. All right. All right, everyone. Well, As I share with you every time we're together, let poetry ring somewhere throughout the land. Delight, Dushika. Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night. Quintessential Listening Poetry Online Radio is available on iTunes. 
Spotify, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. You can also check out the website at qlpor.com.